This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, Crowley, great job with our guy Mick Gillespie. This is Season 2, Episode 75 of the Cubs Fly the W670 Podcast. Rest in peace, Cubs 2023. Before we uh, move any farther, let's take a look at those final standings. Yep, this is how it's going to end up with the Cubs, with Milwaukee in first place, clinching 92 and 70. The Cubs, second place, 83 and 79. They were able to hold off the Reds, 82 and 80. Pittsburgh in fourth place uh, at 76 and 88. And look at the lowly Cardinals all alone in the basement, 71 and 91. How's that better organization working out for you, Wilson? Wow, 20 games under 500. Wow, 20 games. Well, when you talk about over and under 500, you know, the, the basic rule of thumb is be at least 10 games over at home and be about 500 on the road. And if you look at the Cubs this year, they were 45 and 36 at home, about nine games over 500, which is okay. I would have liked 10, but on the road, they were 38 and 42, four games under 500. So if you would have just played 500 ball on the road, then that would have, that's the difference between the postseason and not making it. But when we look here too, at the month by month, you know, when you talk about March and April, which, you know, one game in March, 14 and 13, a little bit over 500 may was a disaster at 10 and 18 and then in June, they're 14 and 11. And then we had some fun this summer, Dustin. 15 and 11 in July, 18 and 9 in August. But they finished 12 and 17 in September, October. So the run differential um, is something that you were kind of alluding to earlier, is that they had a plus 96 run differential. I mean, that 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 is a ridiculously high number that you have, because run differential is the amount of runs you score versus the amount of runs scored against you. And so it, obviously if you score more runs that are scored against you, you should be doing better. So their expected win loss record this year was actually 90 and 72. But like you said, there's a lot of games where they scored maybe 15, even 20 runs and other games where they couldn't score at all or left a ton of guys on base. And that came back to haunt them. Yep. Absolutely. Again, it's not how many runs you score. It definitely matters that you're scoring, but it's when you're scoring those runs. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Dustin, you know, we finished the first segment up talking about how it's going to look next year, 2024. And there are four big questions that the Cubs face this off season. And, you know, I tried to put them in order of importance in my head. Um, I'm, I'm sure most Cub fans would probably agree with this right here, but, uh, you know, number one, first and foremost, Dustin has to be Cody Bellinger. Does absolutely. he resign with the Cubs? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And um, 
you know, had a great offensive year overall. But there was that one stat, that one glaring stat that somebody, maybe Jesse Rogers put it out there, but he and Dansby Swanson, not exactly great in the clutch. Um, you know, I think a lot of that would be something that was affected in September, especially for Bellinger. I'm just telling you, if if if, if there was a game on the line, I, I, Bellinger and Nico Horner were the two guys that I trusted most. Here's what uh, Cody Bellinger had to say uh, at, talking about moving forward with the Cubs. For me, um, I tr- really tried to enjoy uh, these last few weeks. Uh, obviously, there's no prediction of the future um, in, in anything, so I really just enjoyed my time with this group of guys, um, with this coaching staff. Um, you know, playing for the Cubs organization in Wrigley Field was uh, was really special. And uh, you know, these last few weeks, I really just tried to embrace it, have fun with, the, with these group of guys, and. Um, obviously try and help this team win. So Dustin, you know that Cub fans are already in, in a, a bad mental state right now. Yeah. You heard when you hear Dan's or when you hear Cody there, it sounds like, you know, he's using past was, tense and everybody's freaking was, out. Was. was two times was in the same sentence, really right. trying to enjoy my final times with these guys. Right. Yeah. Right. It, so it, yeah, it, you it, can read into it. You can read into it. But remember <laughs> this guy, this guy's a baseball player. Okay. He's a baseball player. That's what he does for a living. He's a baseball player. So let's not get crazy, but I understand the was sets off the alarms. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we talk about Bellinger, you know, the Cubs signed him to a one-year $17.5 million contract, and it couldn't have gone any better. He slashed 307, 356, 525. He was at the top of nearly every offensive category for the Cubs. He was second in runs, second in hits, third in doubles, tied for first in home runs with Morrell, first in RBIs, Dustin, average OBP slugging and OPS. He's a shoe-in for comeback player of the year. He's, I mean, I'm going to say a lock on that. And when you when you think about it, now his agent Scott Boris is is going to look to cash in. You know, can you, you know, this is this is an opportunity for you know. It looked there's people that question. I mean, he was he was basically just let go from the Dodgers. Have a good one. We're not going to tender you. And the Cubs jumped in on that. And, you know, we were excited, but we had no idea that it was going to be this good. Can you imagine this Cubs team or this Cubs team going forward without Bellinger? No, I can't imagine what it would look like without Bellinger. And and that's the big thing. If you take him out, he missed some time, right? He, he missed some time. And we saw things weren't very good when he wasn't around. Uh, he was definitely the uh, the old straw that, uh, that stirs the drink, if you will. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Cubs lucked out and Mike Talkman, who, who didn't even break with the team, you know, ended up having a really good summer. He came down to earth and fall, but that kind of helped to ease that a little bit. And then when you were able to put Bellinger and Talkman in together, you know, it, it filled two holes in center field and first base that the Cubs had all year. But as far as belly is concerned, Dustin, the, the question, you know, we got all got to ask now is how far would you be willing to go in terms of dollars and years? Right. That, that's going to be the thing. And, and you got to, who's your competition, right? Who are you, who are you bidding against? Everybody's assuming that the Yankees are going to be highly interested in his services. And then the next part is, okay, if he was to leave, if he was to leave, how are you replacing him? You know, you're not, PCA is not the replacement right now. PCA is not nearly good enough on the offensive side of things. Um, the Candyman, not enough there to be a replacement for him. 
Uh, I could I could be okay with the Candyman coming back as long as you're also giving me Bellinger as well. Um, you know, your guy, Canario. Canario-PCA combo, does that fill the void? I don't think so. It's not good enough. And this division that the Cubs play in is winnable. And based on what the Cubs did last year, I think when you – you take a guy like Cody Bellinger away, I think that makes the team take a step back. Again, now tell me that they got Shohei Otani, right? Tell me that they got Shohei Otani. I might have a different, might have a different tune. But based on what I'm seeing quickly looking around at the free agent market, as far as hitters, everyday players go, market's not that great. And you're taking a look at the idea of again, not not to diminish anything Bellinger has done. And maybe, maybe what, what's happened is right. Maybe he was injured. Maybe, you know, he got healthy and it worked with the Cubs, but we're, we're talking about, you know, one season. Are you willing to go six years, you know, $300 million and then it risk all of a sudden he comes back down to earth and, and now you're stuck with that contract. I mean, how long, God, I can only imagine Dustin, how many phone calls you took about Jason Hayward for the length of that contract. So Remember, when you're going all in, it's, once that happens, that guy's not coming out of the lineup. He's not sitting on the bench. So, you know, I, I hope they're 100% certain that this guy's for real if they're going to go for that big money because Scott Boris is not going for a hometown discount. Scott Boris is is going to want maximum dollars for his client. And you got two big sharks in the New York Yankees and the San Francisco Giants that were interested in him before he signed with the Cubs after what happened to the Giants this year, you see they fired Gabe Kapler. You yep. saw what happened there. You saw the Yankees, what a disaster they've had. Both teams are going to look to make a splash. Yeah, both will be competing with the Cubs. There's no doubt about that. So this is a topic, Crawley, that's not going away anytime soon. All right, does Marcus Stroman opt out of his contract? This was this was a audio clip that I picked, you know, right when all the talk about him opting out came out. This is what Stroman had to say about him and Belly. For me, um, I truly Cubs to trade Bellinger or to mm-hmm. trade you to, for the stretcher. How much do you hope your play and the team's play kind of solves that problem for the Cubs and they want you here for the stretch run? Yeah, I would love to be here long term, you know. Everyone's always putting this emphasis on, oh, we need to play good in seven days, ten days, and then we could be buyers. But I actually don't believe in that. This, this, this division's wide open. And then if you even look deeper than that, as an organization, why would you not want to be competitive for multiple years, year after year after year? Belly's a guy who changes your lineup. He's a guy who, why would you want him to get away? Why would you want a guy like myself who goes out there and gives you quality starts in a league that's incredibly hard to do? You know what I mean? It's incredibly hard to, to say, oh, we're going to get this production out of this young guy. Or we're going to get this. It's But it's hard, you know? And I know Belly wants to stay. You know what I mean? I know I would love to stay here, but a lot of that's out of our control. So at the end of the day, it's a business, so we have to treat it as such. Even though we have this this love for this fan base and, and this organization, it's hard to kind of separate it at times. But, yeah, um, I love being a Cub. I love everything about it. But, you know, someone who's been through it before, it's something you kind of have to distance yourself a bit because a lot of it's out of your control. And no matter how much I love it, I can wake up tomorrow and be gone. So um, it's tough. But love everything about the city of Chicago and, and, and this organization. And no matter what happens, I, I, I would hope that they would be in um, in the mix in the offseason uh, when it comes to my free agency. 
In December 2021, Stroman signs a three-year, $71 million contract with the Cubs. Stroman has a player option for the final year, which would be next year, which is triggered, would pay him a guaranteed $21 million. Dustin, through his first 16 starts this season, he logged a 228 ERA, a 1.029 whip across 98.2 innings. He was named to the All-Star game for the second time in his career, and he was in the Cy Young conversation um, you know, and that's where this clip was, was right around that time about, you know, was he going to opt out? Was he going to test free agency? You know, all of that stuff. But, but then the Cubs went to London and Stroman left that game with a blister injury from that date, from June 25th, Stroman posted a nine ERA, a 1.933 whip over 30 innings and, and pitched and seven starts. Stroman just had one quality start over the last two and a half months. And in four of his last seven starts during that time, he failed to make it through the fourth inning. He went on the IL in August and uh, for August and half of September before coming off the IL in, uh, in mid-September. And he, he had two appearances out of the pen when he came out on September 15th. Looked okay. Started September 23rd against the Rockies where he went three innings and September 28th against the Braves where he lasted two innings, giving up a combined seven runs and five innings of work. Any chance he opts out or is Stroh staying with the Cubs? I can't imagine he would opt out. I don't think anybody wants him at that kind of a number. I think it would take him probably three years to make that kind of money somewhere else. So I would think that he's back with the Cubs for sure. I'm not sure that the Cubs want him back, especially at that price, but that's the uh, contract he signed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team yeah and and again you know we saw what he can do and so the question ends up being is that if stroman you know if if it's his contract if it's his walk year you know he's going to be motivated i think he's always motivated but again you know how those guys you know you when you're looking at another contract he's going to try to give it 110 percent but you know, again, through my interactions with Stroh that I had the last couple of years, he's been here. He's a guy that works very hard on his body, on his mind. I mean, you know, when you think about being a five, eight pitcher, you know what I mean? And, and being able to make it in the major leagues, that guy does have a lot of heart. And, and, and if he could stay healthy, we saw what he could do, but that's going to be the issue is can he stay healthy? Speaking of staying healthy, do the Cubs exercise their team option for Kyle Hendricks? It's 16.5 million. Yeah, here's, here's what Hendo had to say after his last start. When you're in the thick of a race, that's where all your focus is going into. So it's going to take some time to sit back and reflect on it all. Uh, it happens quick, you know, and when it ends that abruptly. So, yeah, sit down, reflect. I'm just happy that I was able to come back, be healthy again, and get back to being myself. And so I know I got a lot of years ahead of me. I just love playing baseball. So that's where my focus is. Just keep going as long as I can. 
I have full trust and whatever's whatever's supposed to happen will happen. Obviously, I love it so much in Chicago. Been my whole career playing in front of the best fans in the world, going out in Wrigley Field, you know, all the time. So I wouldn't want to trade that for anything. And they're well aware of that. And that, like I said, if it works for both sides, that'd be great, obviously, to be back. So when Kyle Hendricks was put on the IL and got surgery on July 5th, 2022, a lot of us wondered it was at the end of Kyle's career, right? The guy is 33. He was coming off his tour season. He had he had very little margin for error, right? He has a fastball that barely touches 90 miles an hour. Um, and when he came back to make his first start on May 25th this season, it came at, at, at a very important time. Jamison Tyone was awful. Drew Smiley's struggles were just beginning, and Hayden Wesniski couldn't cut it. He finished, Dustin, with a 6-8 and eight record with a 374 ERA, but he consistently gave them an opportunity to win his starts. I looked at the stats, Dustin. Kyle started 24 games for the Cubs. Out of those 24 games, he gave up more than three runs only four times. Okay? So, again, that's what you're going to get out of Kyle Hendricks. He's going to go 5-6. He's going to give up two, three runs, and that's what you got, and, there, and there's value in that. But yeah. you know, he can stay have- healthy, make 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 twenty five starts as a fourth or fifth guy. I think it's worth it, right? And that's what the Cubs have to do. And so, you know, I know that there there's questions now because you know I think if Stroman opted out, there was no question that the Cubs would pick that up. But now you have, if you're looking at the rotation, we got you know uh, Justin Steele, right? You got you Steel, got, you got, and you got Steel and and uh, Tyone for sure, right? That, that's Steel and really, Tyone for two. Though that's, that's two for sure. That's locked in, right? Now and you got a bunch of guys, right? You got Wicks, Assad, Wisniski. You know, those are right. other guys. You got some younger guys, maybe. But again, this team's talking about actually playing in October. I don't think it's time for some of the names like Ben Brown and Kate Horton, at least not in the starting rotation. I mean, you're you're talking about three spots are already pretty much taken in. It's just a question of the fourth and fifth spot. And so, you and know, are they, they buying they, a pitcher? You know, if they let Bellinger, if Bellinger walks out the door, they using the Bellinger money on a pitcher. Right. And, and like, you know, and like you mentioned some of the names you had Wicks, you had Assad, Wisniski and Killian. Again, we saw them this season. And, and just because a guy struggles at first doesn't mean that they're going to struggle next year. You don't know. That's the difficulty in kind of trying to assess these type of things. Because I remember Greg Maddox struggled when he first came up. I'm not comparing any of these guys to Greg Maddox. I'm just saying it happens. It's very, it, it's very rare. It's much more rare that a guy comes up from the the big leagues and lights the world on fire. You, it's it's a big adjustment, and some and that's where you talk about having stronger one through three guys to be able to and absorb, you know, guys that have learning curves. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I don't think you or I either, you know, we, you know, before the world baseball classic, I don't think either of us thought Javier Assad was going to do as well as he did. And, and look what he did. You never know. You never know. All right. Question number four. I understand why we're asking it, but I think it was answered yesterday on the marquee sports network is David Ross, the skipper in 24. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, he, we're going to have that interview with, <laughs> we're going to have that interview with, uh, with, uh, Tom uh, Ricketts on the next episode uh, coming out on Friday. But here's what Ross had to say after the season was over. Well, we didn't win enough ball games. I mean, like, we can point fingers and blame. You know, I don't think it's just that uh, we got to look inward and see where we got to improve. You know, it's, it's on each one of us to grow um, this year. Um, it doesn't feel like it right now. There's a lot to be proud of. Um, from a lot of different guys and also the area to get better. we got to get better in so many areas. Um, 
it's what's great thing about a baseball season. We're going to have to come back next year and be tested all over again and have to improve on a lot of areas. But um, right now, just disappointment. I think we can all feel that. We can all, all soak that in, remember how that feels, um, use that this offseason to get better, continue to grow, uh, and come back next year um, and take another step forward. Yes, take another step forward. That's what I like to hear. Take another step forward. So as we talked about, the Cubs finished with a record of 83 and 79, their first winning season since 2020. That being said, on September 6th, after sweeping the Giants, the Cubs had a 92% chance to make the postseason and blew it. This is going to go down, Dustin, as one of the all-time great collapses in Cubs history. They played seven series after that Giants series and won only one against the Rockies. They went 7-15 and 15 in that stretch, with three of those seven victories being against the lowly Rockies. So... Let's look at numbers. Ross and, and, and the Cubs agreed to a three-year contract extension prior to the 2022 season. So his deal runs through the conclusion of 2024 with a club option for 2025. So the Cubs are in no hurry. Like I said, they don't have to let him go. He's under contract. And then they have an option to keep him in 2025. But Dustin, I'll never forget when I heard that Ricky Renteria was fired after the 2014 season when we saw a lot of improvement uh, from that team. And the reason Ricky Renteria got fired was because an opportunity out of a total fluke in his contract, Joe Madden became a free agent when uh, right. Andrew Friedman went over. Well, I don't to see it. Joe, I don't see it. I don't see a Joe Madden out there. I mean, listen, uh, Craig council's going to the Mets. Okay. Craig council will be the Mets manager next year. There's no doubt in my mind, Craig council will be the manager of the New York Mets next year. So, and I don't like that guy anyway. That's another I, story. You know what I like, Dustin? I like popping champagne. And all I see with Craig Council is that guy seems to have goggles on his face every September. So yeah. Craig Tember, Craig Tember, I've heard all about it. Let me know when Craig Tober starts, okay? A lot, a lot of Craig Tember, probably. I don't know a lot about a Craig Tober. We'll see. You you know as we'll much see. as I do we'll that see. the the postseason is a crapshoot. And 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 again, imagine if 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 Craig Council had actual payroll to work with instead of using duct tape and, and whatever else he can to well, keep things going. We're gonna just, find out. We're gonna find out when he's the manager of the Mets next year, Crowley. All right. Well, Gabe Kapler and Buck Showalter are a couple names that are out there. I mean, I, I think we could go we, Buck Showalter, then then go ahead and get your already out of the marquee booth. Okay. Same same guy. In my opinion, same type of guy. And Gabe Kapler, I mean, what's he going to do? Run Clark Street? I mean, he doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> well, the Cubs aren't making the postseason, but you know who is? A lot of other teams. And so we were going to take a look here, Dustin, and make our predictions since we can't predict the Cubs next series. So here we are right here. You want to go NL or are we just Are we just predicting the wild card round? Or are we just the wild card bracket? round. Nothing okay. more. Wild card round. All right. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm against, I don't want to be wrong. So I'm going to go with Craig Tember to move a little bit into Craig Tober. They, they will take care of the D-backs, even though I'm going to cheer for the D-backs. And I think the Phillies are going to squash the fish. Yeah, boy, I, I'm, I'm, I think the Phillies easily have it. I think that's going to be one heck of a series, Milwaukee versus Arizona. To me, it's a coin flip. Um, I hate to be a hypocrite, but yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll go with Milwaukee kind of moving on. You better there. go with Milwaukee. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what about it on the AL side? Where we got uh, the Twins versus the Blue Jays. Who's he, who you got there? Uh, 
I'll, I, I got I got a friend that's a big Blue Jay fan up in uh, Ottawa, so I'll go I'll go Blue Jays. Twins, you know, talk about a team that like backs in the you know the worst division in baseball by far. So uh, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays in, in that one. How about you? I'm I'm with you on the Blue Jays. That that AL Central's crap, and 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 the Twins just show they just don't play well against better teams. I think the Blue Jays easily move on. So and then I'm just going to say that the Rangers are just going to outscore Tampa Bay. I think the Ray, I mean, I, I like Tampa Bay. I, you know, they're always that team with the, you know, duct tape and, and minimal payroll. But I just think at the end of the day, I think the Rangers are going to outscore. But that I think that's one that'll be three game series. It'll be really tough. I, I think the Rangers move on and that is going. And and, and I, I guess for me, I, I'm, I'm in the back of my head. I know it, it's a it's not it's a very big rivalry in the AL, but Texas and the Blue Jays have some history. That would be fun. So I, I hope both of those teams advanced, but I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think I, 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 I wanted to ask you, Dustin, this is the second year that we have the postseason like this. Are, are you kind of getting to like it or oh, yeah, I like it? Yeah. No, I, I like it because you get, uh, you get more teams involved and it's not one and done. I mean, I don't mind the one and done if you're the team that wins the one, but if your team that wins the one and done and loses that done, if you're done after one. I think you want the best out of three. Yep, let's let I I think I like it too, and I think it was a fun postseason race, even though it didn't come out in the Cubs' favor. Yeah, well, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. Also, you can email us fly the w670 at gmail.com. You can also watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 the score YouTube channel. Crowley, for any of the listeners that get this bright and early tomorrow. Uh, Jed Hoyer talking midday tomorrow. So when we get back at the end of the week, we'll be talking about what Jed had to say on Tuesday. Absolutely. And there's always going to be news breaking. And guess what? I don't care about the Bulls. I don't care about the Hawks. I don't care about the Bears. I live, eat, breathe Chicago Cubs. So trust me, this podcast is going to keep going throughout the offseason. We're here for all your breaking news and good stories and some great guests that are getting lined up. Go Cubs! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.